Welcome to the legacy teachings of Bill Anzavino, pastor of Christian Assembly Church since 1979. Though these teachings are decades old, we invite you to get out your Bible, take notes, and get ready to receive the uncompromised teaching of God's Word. For more information about Christian Assembly Church, please visit us online at cafamily.net. Let's talk about that. I'm excited about the spirit of man. I'm excited about the fact that God's spirit lives in my spirit. 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 23. Spend a little time on this. <clears throat> and just flow with the Spirit of God. And the very God of peace. Verse 23. Sanctify you wholly. And I pray, God, your whole spirit and soul and body be preserved blameless unto the coming of our Lord, Jesus Christ. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the spirit who will unveil and unfold the word unto our spirits, who will enlarge our capacity to receive revelation knowledge. I thank you, dear Father God, that we are who you said we are, living epistles of the living Christ, known and read of all men. We accurately understand and know your word. We have comprehensive insight into your ways and purposes. And we now yield ourselves into your spirit. We channel our minds to receive the word of God and our bodies to be still and be affected by the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Say this with me. I am a spirit. I have a soul. I live in a body. I am a spirit being. God is a spirit. I am a spirit. Now, it's very important that we understand that. And it's very important that we keep acknowledging that all the time, constantly, continuously. We'll entitle this lesson, Developing the Human Spirit. And the first thing we want to look at really is understanding the human spirit. Understanding the human spirit. In this scripture, the Spirit of God is giving a revelation to us. He is revealing to us the triunity of man. It's not enough just to know that scripture. Just to know that I am a spirit, I have a soul, I live in a body. We need to practice doing that scripture by constantly affirming to ourselves that we are spirit beings. We are not souls. We are not bodies. And just to, to lay a little bit of a foundation, you know some of this, but that's okay. Some, maybe to some of you it will be new, but you're still going to be blessed by it. With the Spirit, we contact the Spirit realm. Conscience is the voice of the Spirit. With the Spirit, I contact the Spirit realm. God our Heavenly Father is in the realm of the Spirit. He is not a soul. He is a spirit. I am a spirit. I must contact Him with my spirit. With the soul. Man is not a soul. Man has a soul. And sometimes people get confused with the spirit and the soul because of the revelation of the Old Testament. In the Old Testament, remember, the Bible is progressive revelation. In the Old Testament... They used the word soul frequently. And when they said soul, they were referring to the innermost part of man. 
Now, the innermost part of man, and the word that's used there in the New Testament, Greek, is cardia, cardia, and it's talking about the makeup of man in the inward man, the, the innermost part of man. And the inward man contains more than just a soul, but generally speaking, we can say man is a living soul, generally speaking. But specifically, and that's what's being revealed to us by the Holy Spirit, specifically speaking, the innermost part of man is made up of spirit and soul. Spirit and soul, not just soul. So when we say soul in a general sense, we're talking about the innermost part of man. But when we are specific, and we need to be specific in this area, we are talking about the human spirit, who is the real person. The human spirit can live apart from the body. Now, as far as the soul go goes, the soul is the reasoning faculties of man. You have the ability to reason. It's your sensibility. It's your will. That's the realm of the soul, the soulish realm, specifically speaking. Generally speaking, as I said in the Old Testament, many times when they referred to the soul, they really were talking about spirit. And on some occasions, you'll find out that it does say spirit. Like in Ezekiel 36, 26, it says, A new spirit will I give you. A new spirit. God didn't give you a new soul. As a matter of fact, the Bible says to re restore our soul, to renew our soul, doesn't it? it? But it does talk about a new spirit, a new creation, a new spirit I've given you, see? And my spirit will I put within you. The act of regeneration deals with the spirit of man. God contacts us and we contact him in the realm of the spirit, not in the other realms. Now, in the soulish realm, we have the sensibilities, we have the will of man. And reason is the voice of the soul. Reason is the voice of the soul. Now, the last realm, of course, is the physical realm. With our bodies, we contact the physical realm, and feelings are the voices of the body. Now, it's very important that we realize that. Whatever you say, I hurt, I got a pain here, that's your body speaking. That voice is a physical voice. It touches the physical realm. It deals with the, with the physical realm. But you see, man in his total makeup is more than a body. He's more than a soul. He is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. When we understand that faith is of the human spirit, when we understand that love is of the human spirit. When we understand that the Word of God is spirit. My words are spirit and they are life. They're not soul. They're not physical. My words are not physical. My words are not soulish. My words are spirit and they are life. When we understand that. And then when we understand that as, as being a triune being, we have the ability to contact all three realms then we can see that most believers, instead of contacting God in the realm of the Spirit, they are endeavoring to contact the Father in the realm of the soul. They have taken the Word, they've quoted it, they've put it to memory, they can quote the Word, speak the Word, say the Word, love the Word, talk about the Word. But you see, the Word in the realm of the soul will not contact the author of the Word. He's not located in the soulless realm. He's located in the realm of the Spirit. 
in order for me to contact my Heavenly Father and for faith to work and to walk in love and all the forces of the recreated human spirit, we need to contact the Father by putting the Word in our spirit and releasing it from our spirit. A man believes out of his heart, not out of his soul. This is the biggest enemy of the walk of faith, the faith message, the message of faith, whatever you want to call it. It's the biggest enemy. People are trying to contact the spirit realm from the soulish. And you can't do it. You cannot do it. Trust in the Lord with all your... Lean not to your... Two realms. Spirit, soul, body. Your body cries out and says, I ache. It tells your reasoning faculties you're getting the flu. Right away you've got two against one. If it affects your human spirit and your human spirit begins to receive that, you'll be sick. See? But if you from the Spirit believe from your heart and trust God with your heart and say, yes, the voice of feeling, that's true, you may hurt. Yes, reason may say you're getting the flu, but hallelujah, something on the inside, something deep within, my spirit says, with his stripes, you are healed. When it begins to bubble up from within your spirit, and you begin to, even, even though you've got, you know, the circumstances that are contradicting the spirit, even though feeling says you're sick, even though reason says you're sick, when the spirit begins to bubble up with joy and laughter, and you know that 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 with his stripes you are healed, you've contacted the Father of spirits. Hallelujah. And you have released spirit power. And the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead that's living in your spirit will cause this mechanism to begin to operate from the, from the human spirit to drive out those reasoning false imaginations and, and reasons that exalt themselves against the knowledge of God. And your mind will begin to say, Hallelujah. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. And that mechanism is working and working out of the spirit of man. There's where the forces of life and the issues of life come from the spirit. And the spirit of man will sustain the infirmity. It drives that thing out and then finally gets to, gets to your body and drives it right out of your body. But you see, you've contacted him from the spirit. You didn't contact, contact him from the, from the head, from the soul's realm. Same thing is true in the area of believing for jobs. In finances, whatever the case is, someone says, well, I prayed and, and, and I believe God. Well, let's qualify that. You believe God. Sure you do. You believe His Word is true, 100%. But it's all, not all, there's a lot up here. We're all like that. It comes here first. Then it goes down here. See, you've got to get down into the heart. You don't believe God out of your head. You believe God out of your human spirit. Then when the Spirit contacts the Father of spirits, you're in business. You're cooking. I mean, you've got things happening in your life. So you see, the spirit of man must be preserved. Continuous motion. Continuous action. Keep the spirit diligently. What did Proverbs say? Attend to my words. Incline thine ear to my sayings. Let them depart from your eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Then they are life to those that find them. Health to all their flesh. 
Protect your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. Hallelujah. And if you'll protect your human spirit, they'll just flow. They'll just flow. Rivers of life and living water flowing out of your spirit. Cause men your hands to just begin to just shake for God. Go over and be to God. Worship Him. I mean, it'll just, it'll just grab, it'll go up automatically. Your voice. You ever did it? I did it. I've done I've gone into stores. And I mean to tell you, I've been meditating some of this stuff and put the word before my eyes. And I forgot where I was at, man. And just kicked up my heels and just did a little shout. Woo, glory. I did. Hallelujah. They may have thought that I was crazy, but I'll tell you what. I, I'm not a fanatic, but I mean to tell you, when the Spirit of God moves you, you're going to move. I don't care. I don't care how, you know, reserved you are. When it's God's Spirit moving you, you're going to move. Amen. That's right. You're going to just move. You can't help but to move. Sometimes you just get a little, little wild, but I mean, you've got to do it. Hallelujah. You have to. So, you know, Jeremiah said, it was burning in my bones. <laughs> what could I do? I had to preach the Word of God. It was burning, welling up within me. Now, see, we all have a desire to walk in the fullness of God. A desire. And that's good. But you see... That desire that we have is called the highest type of faith desire. It's way up here in the cloud. You set your goals way up there. And you're still down here. You did. You heard the faith walk and you just got yourself just turned around and says, Man, I can believe God for the world. Your desires were way up there. But your abilities were way down here. You know what I'm talking about? All things are possible that him that believeth. That settles it. I can believe for all things. Man, I could believe for all things. Nothing can stand in my way. And you know what? If it was a mental force, we'd all be there. We would have arrived many years ago. <laughs> we'd have been just sitting pretty in the earth if it was mental. See? But since it's a spiritual thing and it's got to get into the human spirit, there's more work involved. It takes diligence. It's good to have those desires, but you need to understand how to get from here where your ability and your faith level is at to get your faith to meet your desire. So you said, I want to believe God for creative miracles, but you found out that your faith was, yet was not there to believe that for yourself. But you're hanging in there. Oh, you've not given up. You've not said just because I didn't get there yet. You said, watch me. I'm on the second rung right now. Watch me. I'm on the third rung right now. There it is up there. Watch me. You keep looking. Keep your eyes on me. I'm on the fourth rung. Look out. Here I come. And then you get up there and say, Glory be to God, I got it. Amen. You know that creative miracle I was believing for? I got it. Because you see, your faith, your ability in God grew to meet the desire. Amen. That's why he said, If you delight yourself in the Lord, He'll give you the desires of your heart. He wasn't talking about he was withholding it from you. He was talking about you need to get your spirit man activated. You need to get your spirit man ready, developed, cultivated, so that you can, while you're praising the Lord, magnifying Him, studying the Word, meditating day and night, you get your spirit man to rise up from here to a level up to here. It meets your desire. And bless God, your faith can produce your desire. Amen. What's your desire? I'll tell you what my desire is. It's to walk like Jesus walked. In all the glory, in all the power, in all the ability, in all the compassion, in all the mercy, in all the love that he displayed in the, in the Gospels. Hallelujah. Man, glory be to God. Is it, it should be your goal to walk like the Master. It should be your goal to imitate your Father and be just like He is. That should be the desire of your heart. You know, that desire, if met and fulfilled in the believer's life, will take care of every need that you possibly have. That's right. You'll be able to say, 
Go fishing. Got to pay our taxes. First well that comes in. Get that trunk out. It's got gold in it. Hallelujah. That's what you'll do. You see, you say, we talk about these things, and how come it seems like, you know, they're far off? We're getting there. I don't know what you're doing, but I'm getting closer. Are you? My faith is rising to meet my desire. You got a desire to walk down the street and say, you, rise up out of that wheelchair, walk, be healed, be whole in Jesus' name, and dance and do a little jig for Jesus. See? You say, well, one day, yeah, you keep saying it. One day, I'm going to do it. One day, my faith will be there. That's my desire. The compassion is rising up within me. I'm hanging in there. I keep saying it. He's giving me power over all the power of the enemy. It's no longer mental. It's getting down to my spirit. Nothing shall hurt me. I lay hands on the sick and they recover. Say it over and over. I cast out devils and they got to go. You keep saying it. One day, it gets deep within your heart and rises up. Your faith level rises up. And then you get out there and do it. You've contacted the spirit round, see? It's not mental. It's not mental. That's why some people backed off of the faith walk. Too hard, too difficult. Man, if you say it, it is as it is, you think he was going to give us all these weapons inside there, the power that, uh, that, that's created the universe, if we're just going to back off because there's some rules and regulations? Don't back off because there's rules and regulations. I believe he designed that to be for the person that would be the man and not the little kid. He wanted somebody to grow up and take their place as a son in the, in the, body, in the family of God. Rise up to a place that I'm not going to quit. God said it. It's so. And it'll be so in my life. Amen. See, that's a person that's got some initiative. That's a person that's diligent. He says, God said it. Man, it's got to be so. If there's any problem, it can't be with God. It's got to be with me. And you just keep feeding that spirit. Feeding that spirit. Feeding that spirit. Feeding that spirit. I know. See, some of you right out there sat down. Said, I know and realize I could change the situation. I know it. And you sat back quietly. Well, others, well, they was running around, you know, running around just trying to get the job done and just and doing this and doing that, and giving up and forgetting about prayer and forgetting about this, and they're going around. And you sit back there with your mouth shut, very nonchalant, not saying anything, and you keep saying, Hallelujah, it's working, it's growing, it's working, it's rising up within me. I know it, I sense it. And all of a sudden, revival starts to take place. Hallelujah. It starts to happen. Things begin to happen. That preacher that you thought never would speak in tongues starts speaking in the Holy Ghost tongues. Hallelujah. I mean, you know, the one you never thought would lay hands on a success. We're having a revival at the altar. Everybody else is, it can't be. Yes, it can. It could be. You touch the realm of the Spirit, it'll be. I guarantee you, you get out in the Spirit and get it, it'll work. Don't try to work out God's Word in the realm of the mental. It'll never work out. But bless God, you get out there in the realm of the Spirit and things, you'll begin to kick your heels up. You say, something on the inside's doing it. I don't know about you, but the Bible says that the righteous are bold as lions. Amen. Say it. I'm as bold as a lion. I'm as bold as a lion. I'll not be defeated. I will not quit. My faith is growing. It's working in me right now. My desire is to walk like Jesus. To act like Jesus. And to do the works of Jesus. I'll not be defeated. I will not quit until I do the works of Jesus. Even the greater works. Hallelujah. See, get it down deep with inside your heart. Hold on to it. Learn how, learn how it works. And don't just rest with it up here. Get it down deep inside your heart. Man is a spirit being. And with the spirit, he contacts the realm of the spirit. Now... Anything that you have to believe, that you really have to believe God for or need to believe God for, the Bible tells us in Romans 10.10, 10, the Bible tells us that with the heart man believeth. Did you know that? 
Doesn't it say that? With the heart man believeth. With the heart man believeth unto. See, in that word heart there, really it's figuratively speaking, illustratively speaking. It's talking about, again, the human spirit. Some people get mixed up right here. They think he's talking about the soul. And he's not talking about that. He's talking about the human spirit. That's why some people sat in churches, heard about Christ, heard the preacher talk about the need of salvation, and had a mental knowledge of the fact that Jesus died for their sins and was raised from the dead, but sat there not born again. They believed it. They mentally agreed to it. And they could not contact the author of their salvation because they tried to reason it out in their minds and to think it out and, and they thought that that, just believing it in the mind, would do the job. And see, that doesn't do it. How many of you were there? You thought, you knew, rather, that Christ died for your sins up here. You mentally agreed to it. You understood it. You said it. You probably said it even in prayer. But it never registered down here in your spirit. You weren't actually born again. I know myself in a denominational church that I was not born again. But I believe, and I used to say some things like, I believe that there is one God, and I believe that Jesus died for my sins, was raised from the dead. We used to say all that stuff. I used to say that. I used to believe that. I, be, I believe that He was the Savior of the world, etc., 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 etc. Never registered down here. Never got down to my spirit. But I mean to tell you something right now. I know the difference between just understanding it in your head and in your heart. One day when I found out and it registered down here, oh, you talk about dancing the jig. I, you couldn't, I was uncontrollable. I don't know if you ever wanted to go to heaven as bad as I did. I wanted to go to heaven. I mean, bad. I wanted to go to heaven in a bad way. I just wanted to get to glory, and I didn't know how to get there. When somebody told me the way, I, I used to tell everybody, did you know that you can know that you're going to heaven when you die? And they look at me like I was just some kind of crazy character, but I, I was excited about it. That was my line. You see, some people have to have a line to witness I'd say, did you know that you could know that you're going to heaven when you die? That one got me. When they said that to me, I said, you, they got my attention right away. I said, no, I didn't know that. Then they opened up the scriptures to me. And when I saw that, that was all she wrote. That was it. Devil, I'm leaving your kingdom. I'm coming into the glory of God. You see, it got down into my spirit. It got down into my heart. Amen. And when, when it happened, I just knew it down deep in here, right here. Like in your belly. The Bible says that out of your belly shall flow rivers. The Bible says the spirit of man is the candle of the Lord. My candle was lit. I mean, it was lit. My wood was no longer wet. I was on fire, down out of my belly. I used to just run around, you know, without wisdom and without knowledge, just a little bit of knowledge. But I mean, I used to go around telling everybody, you got to have the same thing I have. you got to want to have the same thing I have. I, I can't tell you, you know, I can't explain it. I, I know that it's in me. I know that it's happened to me. But I knew it all down here, down in my spirit. With the heart, man, believe it. Not with the head. Now, how are we going to get the spirit developed? How are we going to get this spirit man to be strong and vigorous in faith and in love? See, faith is a spiritual force. Love is a spiritual force. Righteousness. All these forces of the recreated human spirit. Okay, there are positive forces. There are negative forces. Sin consciousness, guilt, inferiority. Anybody ever have a problem with sin consciousness before? Condemnation, guilt. Don't be bashful, did you? You know what I'm talking about in those areas? Those are forces of the Spirit. Those aren't mental forces. Sin is not mental. It's not a mental thing. It's a spiritual thing. 
See, it's a spiritual force that contaminates and diseases the human spirit. You say, that doesn't sound too good. Well, it's true. Your human spirit would not have to be protected if there were not forces out there trying to destroy it. And those forces, sin consciousness, guilt, fear, inferiority, all those diseases of the human spirit are endeavoring to contaminate the human spirit, to keep our faith in bondage, to keep our love in bondage, to stop the forces of the recreated human spirit, you see, from contacting the Father God. Now, the only way that we're going to be able to be strong in our spirit, to believe from our spirit, is by continually feeding the Word into our spirit. Now, listen what Jesus said. My words are spirit and they are life. Protect your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the forces of or the issues of life. The words he speaks are spirit. Now, speaking God's word into my spirit. Remember in Psalm 15 it says, He speaketh the truth in his heart. Speaking the word into your spirit will cause a reaction in your spirit. Now, when my spirit receives the word through meditation in prayer and my speaking the word into my spirit, then my spirit begins to reproduce the same force. See, that's how the Holy Ghost develops our spirit. He takes the word of God as the word goes into our spirit, quickens that word in our spirit. It becomes alive, a living thing in us, not in our intellect, but in our spirit. And when our spirit becomes alive with the word of God, then that part of God changes us to another dimension of glory. And out of the human spirit, it begins to produce that force of faith, that force of love, whatever the case might be, that force of righteousness. You think about this force of righteousness. The reason why people are, in, are, are condemned and they have guilt and inferiority and sin consciousness because they have not been developed in righteousness. If someone told you, you know, brother, you can be righteous if you would just go back and ask God to forgive you of every sin that you committed, make amends for every sin that you committed, and make restitution for every sin that you committed, the moment you did that up until this day and hour, automatically then you would be the righteousness of God. People would get out there and start doing it like that, running around doing it. If someone says, if you would just pray 3,200 hours... And at the end of 3,200 hours, you would be righteous before God. they get out there and start doing it. If someone says, you go knock on about 1,000 doors, and after you get to the 1,000th door, get on your knees and look up to heaven and say, Now, Father, I am righteous. they get out there and start knocking today. If someone says, you go and lead 20 people to Christ, then at the 20th person, you now are righteous before God. They get out there and start working to make somebody born again. Get them saved to be righteous. They'd do it. They would do that. But if you tell them, just sit back and accept the fact that you are holy, spotless, blameless, before Him in love, without spot, without wrinkle, without blemish, recreated in Christ under good works, the righteousness of God in Christ already, and all you need to do is speak it in your heart. They say, I don't understand that. I don't know what you're talking about. It sounds too easy. It is. It's simple. Actually, the operation of the human spirit is simple. 
Whatever I say, I hear. Whatever I hear goes in to my spirit. That's why he said, let not the word depart from before your eyes. Keep, keep them in the midst of your heart. Attend to them. Listen to them. Hearken. Listen to my sayings. Hear them. See them. Keep them in the midst of your what? You see? The human spirit feeds on the word. Now, the devil tries to contaminate what we see and what we hear. And if he does, then the human spirit can't, is not being protected. And whatever goes inside there, like that little thing that came in your body, that's a voice. Feeling, it says, ouch, I have a pain. So what did you say? Oh, I have a pain. What did you hear? Oh, I have a pain. What did your spirit receive? Oh, I have a pain. What does the spirit start to do? Ignite the course. Now think about it. You start to believe it in your heart. You say it with your mouth. He shall have whatsoever he... And doubts not in his... Who are you listening to? Feeling the voice of the body. You exalted it above the word that said, With his stripes I am... Okay. You see that? You see how it works? The human spirit is not the mind. You must flood your spirit with the word. Constantly speak the word. Constantly affirm who you are. Although you say, I get tired of doing that. That's okay. That's another voice of feeling. Isn't it? But I get tired of speaking God's word into my heart. Tell your body to shut up. Your spirit don't know you're tired. It's a spirit. It don't get tired. It don't sleep. It stays awake all night. Did you know that? It don't need any rest. It's going to live forever outside the body. It's the body that needs the rest, not the spirit. If you're thinking faculties, they can get wore out. Did you know that? You know most people worry themselves into a hospital because of their thinking, 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 thinking. Tell your mind to shut up. I mean that. If you tell your mind to shut up, you listen to your spirit. And out of your spirit, you'll have direction. Let's look at that scripture again in Mark eleven twenty three. 23. See, this has been the issue right here. Believing it in the heart. Boy, I tell you, when you get on this subject, I want to be able to grab a hold of the power of God. I want to be able to, when I have a name, say, Father God, in Jesus' name, I thank you and get it. You see? And that is a force of the human spirit. You've got to contact the Father out of your spirit. Jesus said in this scripture, For verily I say unto you, that whosoever shall say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he said. Doubt not where? Say this with me. I am a spirit. I believe with my spirit. Not with my mind. Jesus met my heart. He met my spirit. Out of my spirit, when I speak to the mountain and tell it to go, it will go because the forces of the spirit are stronger than the forces of the natural. See, the mind doesn't do it. It doesn't work out of the mind. Someone says, I tried that scripture and it didn't work for me because you're trying it out of your mind. Trying it doesn't do it. Getting it out of your mind doesn't work. 
God is not a, a, a mind. We don't contact Him in the intellectual realm, with the reason realm. We don't do that. It's out of the Spirit. If I could get something across to you, and if I could just get it in my hand and just put it inside your spirit, I want you to realize this. Faith operates out of the Spirit. The Word works out of the Spirit. And the average person prays in the intellect, not out of the Spirit. Because, not because they don't have faith, but because they pray too quick. Instead of sitting back, meditating the Word. What, it, uh, what was told to Joshua? This book of the law shall not depart out of your mouth, but thou shalt meditate therein day and night. Then thou make thy way prosper, that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. See, the doer of the word. Let's do that again. Listen. This book of the law shall not depart out of your but thou shalt meditate therein day and that thou mayest observe to do. You know you can't be a doer of the word of God until you meditate the word by day and by night. You say, why do you say that? Because the human spirit is always working. And if you're not meditating the word by day and by night, then your spirit is being deprived its food. It's, if it's being deprived faith, you're going to start speaking fear. If it's being deprived love, you're going to walk in selfishness. This is automatic. Because the whole world around you lies in doubt and selfishness and unbelief. And all those forces around you will contaminate your human spirit. Then when you try to pray, it'll be a prayer of desperation. Out of fear. Not out of faith and love. You think about it. Times people prayed, they were fearful. See, they didn't pray out of faith. Out of desperation they prayed. But now listen. If you'll keep the word in your mouth, meditate it day and night, although you know it and know it and know it, keep speaking it into your spirit, your spirit then will be fed faith and fed love. And you might as well write this down. Two forces of the human spirit that are vital to growth and development are faith and love. And if we're not feeding our spirits faith and love, then we're not going to be strong in our, in our spiritual life. Now listen, he said in Galatians, 6, Galatians 5, 6, that in Christ Jesus... Circumcision or uncircumcision availeth anything, but faith which worketh by... Okay, so the issue of the new creation is the operation of faith and love. You want to know how to be up on your faith? Find every scripture in the Bible that talks about fear. Okay? And feed your spirit. See, this is the law of reciprocal. If fear is the opposite force of faith, then think about this. You've got to tell your spirit why it doesn't have to fear. And if you found every scripture in the Bible that said fear not, and found the reason why it doesn't have to fear, and fed that into your computer, into your spirit, do you realize that in any time of trouble, the spirit would feed that out back to you? Let's, for an example, fear thou not, for I am with thee. Say that with me. I need not fear, I need not fear. because the Father's with me. To help me, to strengthen me, and to uphold me with the right hand of His righteousness. I need not fear. My Father's with me. He's for me. I need not be dismayed. He's my God. The God of the universe is my God, is my Father. He's with me. 
He's for me. He's in me. Though the earth be removed, I need not fear. Beneath me are His everlasting arms. He's my refuge and strength, my very present help. In trouble, I need not fear. I need not fear. He'll never leave me, nor forsake me, that I may boldly say, so I boldly say, I will not fear what man shall do unto me, because my Father's with me, and He's God. You know what your spirit just did? Just like that. That's what it did. He said, I didn't feel You're not going to feel it. When it rises up, down, from, oh, you get your, you know, shouting and dancing and everything else. It'll rise up. So, you know what you just did to your spirit? You just fed it. It's that simple. You say, is that all? That's all. You'll be a, a house on fire. You ready for this now? I'm a lover. Say it. I'm a lover. I feed my spirit love. Here it comes, Spirit. It's coming down. Take it good. I walk in love. I love the enemies. I speak well of those that speak evil of me. I do good to those that hate me. I pray for those that use me. I endure long. I am patient. You are patient. You are kind. You're never envious. You never boil over with jealousy. You're not boastful. You're not vainglorious. You don't display yourself haughtily. You're not conceited. You're not arrogant. Inflated with pride. I'm not rude. I'm not unmannerly. God's love in me does not allow me to insist on my own rights or ways. I'm not self-seeking. I'm not touchy. I'm not fretful. I'm not resentful. I take no account of the evil done to me. I pay no attention to a suffered wrong. I don't rejoice at injustice and unrighteousness. I rejoice when right and truth prevail. I bear up under anything. Anything. And everything that comes. My hopes are fadeless under every circumstance of life. And I endure everything without weakening. I never fail. I never fade out. I never become obsolete. I never come to an end. I am the love of God. I abhor that which is evil. I cleave to that which is good. I put on charity. The bond of perfectness. That I may be perfect as my Father is in heaven. Hallelujah. Your spirit man, your spirit man just, whoo, just rejoicing right now. You ready for some dessert? Righteous dessert. Ready for that? Say it with me. I am recreated in Christ Jesus under good works. Recreated in righteousness. And true holiness. Holiness of truth. I stand faultless. I stand blameless. Before my Father in love. I stand before my Father. 
as though I never sinned, as though sin has never been. There's no condemnation to me. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Whatsoever I do prospers, for He is my righteousness. And no weapon formed against me can prosper. You see, you just fed your spirit. You may not realize it. Your head says, I don't see it or understand it, but I'll tell you what, it's loosening its belt buckle. Right now it is. Another notch. It's got enlarged. He got bigger. Enlarged. That's feeding your spirit the Word. That'll keep your spirit in the ascendancy. That'll shut down your reasoning faculties. You weren't thinking about sickness or disease, were you? See, you have the ability to stand in the Father's presence without a sense of guilt or inferiority. And that's feeding your spirit righteousness. You're not going to try to be righteous someday, friends. You are. You are right now. You're not going to try to be holy. You are holy. You're the temple of the living God. That's holy. Whose temple you are. See? Now, what you've just done, what you did right now, you've made your spirit man strong. You've fed it the Word. That was one little meal you had. You might have another snack before you go to bed. But if you keep feeding this to your human spirit... Your human spirit will produce for you. It will produce for you. Whenever something happens and, and, and you have a need, if you'll keep feeding your spirit this, your spirit won't have any doubt or unbelief in it, but your spirit will be in control. And then when you pray out of your spirit, you will contact the Father of Spirits. But if you've been weighed down with the pressures of life, and if you've been listening to the people around you and the news report. And all that outside information. And you've been feeding that into your spirit. Friends, whether you want to realize it or not, it affects your human spirit. You're not protecting it. You could listen to you saying, well, I, you know, I heard that report about no jobs in the area. And I heard about closing down all these plants. And you said, but don't bother me. Yes, it did. If you keep listening to it. You know what you have to do? I'm going to tell you something. You've got to start talking to the radio, to the television, to the yes. paper. Or keeping away from it, one or two. Because I'll tell you something, if you heard it, if you heard it, it'll affect your human spirit. Your human spirit's not your mind. You can just say, well, I just forget that. No, it doesn't work that way. Because you see, it affects your human spirit. I can prove that to you. Anybody here got a tape recorder? You, you say something with that thing on. Brother, back there, play that tape back and everything I said is on that tape. That's how your human spirit is. It picks it up. If it hears it, it picks it up. It goes in there. Whether you want to realize it or not, it goes into your human spirit. And if it goes into your human spirit, you can just check it out and say, well, but you just can't do it that way. You can't just say, well, I don't believe that. It doesn't bother me. You've got to get bold with the Word of God. If your spirit was subject to it, I've got to go back there and erase the things off that tape. In fact, I want them to, to come back. See, that tape recorder picks it up, and it's going to be said. It's the same thing with your spirit. Your spirit picks it up. If it picks up that fear, worry, anxiety... All that stuff, the pressure, it's going to feed it back out. It's going to affect you spiritually. Now, think about this. Whenever you hear those bad reports, you've got to jump on the Word immediately. Someone comes and says, well, you know, so-and-so, you know, looks like they're going to die, and so on and so forth. And that'll affect your spirit. You can't tell me that don't affect you, because it does. See? Know that it does. Realize that it does. But then immediately you jump on it. You get God's Word and you start saying, speaking it.
to your spirit, to your human spirit, telling you, don't believe that. Don't believe that for a minute. Don't even think about that. I'm not going to let that stay in there. Eradicate it. Get it out. Don't let it get in there. I don't believe that for a minute. Start talking back to the news media. Start telling them what we believe. There are people that are right now preaching that the, that the United States of America is going under. I mean, relig in religious circles. I don't know what they've been listening to. I've been listening to the Holy Ghost, and it's going over. Hallelujah. It's going on top, bless God. He's healed our land. I mean it. That's right. You say, how can you say that? Because the body of Christ has humbled themselves, and they're praying. That's why. And the Word of God says that I'll heal your land. I believe that down here. And we've been on our faces before God and all the body of Christ. And there's a wave of glory going over the United States of America right now. That's right. This, this, was, this, this United States is not going under, but over. I'll make you the head and not the tail, above and not beneath, above only and not beneath. See? All this comes out of the human spirit. See, when you, there and, when you went and prayed for your baby and, and they had that fever try to attach itself to the body, listen, don't pray immediately. Walk away. Someone says, you may come home from somewhere and someone says, well, your baby seems to have a fever. Or there's some symptoms in that your baby's body. Well, don't pray. Go pick up a Bible. See? Have a snack. Open to the eighth chapter of the book of Matthew. And say, when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And there came a leper unto him, beseeching him and saying, Lord, if thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus stretched forth his hand and touched him and said, I will be thy whole. And immediately his leprosy was cleansed. And then, Father, I remember a centurion came and said, My servant lieth home, sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said, I will come and heal him. Now what he said? And he said, I'm not worthy that you should come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant will be healed from a man under authority. I have men under me. And I speak to this one and say, Go, and he goeth, and this one come, and he cometh, and whoever do this, and he doeth it. And Jesus marveled and said, I've not found so great faith. Great faith. No, no, in Israel. And many shall come from the east and the west and sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom shall be cast out of darkness and be whipping and gnashing of teeth. And he said to the centurion, Go thy way, as thou hast believed in your heart and spoken with your mouth, let it be done to you. Amen. That's my translation of that. <laughs> and then he was entered into Peter's house and his wife's mother was laid sick of a fever. Little baby over there, see, sick of a fever. Sick of a fever. And by this time, you can't wait to lay your hands on them. I mean, you're just a shouting from within. See, but you don't do it yet. You don't do it yet. You wait and you say, oh, glory. Get to the end, see. Get the spirit, I mean, to where it's just, you know you're contacting God. Hallelujah. And you feed that spirit. And then when the evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils. And he cast out the spirit with his word and healed all that were sick, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying, Himself took my infirmities, He bore our sicknesses, with His stripes we are healed. Hallelujah! Glory be to God! Thank you, Father God, that Jesus bore our sickness, carried our pains, 
Himself took my infirmities. Himself bore our sicknesses. Isaiah said, Surely He bore my sickness. Surely He carried our pains. Bless God. Thank you, dear Father God, that with His stripes we are healed. The chastisement of our peace, and so on and so forth. And before you know it, you go over there to pray, and there's no fever. Amen. You know what you did? You know what you did? You contacted the Father without laying your hands on that baby. You contacted the spirit realm without even praying yet. You said it out of your heart. See, here's a way to, to, to judge whether or not you're operating out of your spirit. Whenever adverse circumstances come, you can judge whether or not your human spirit is ready by your first reaction. Your first reaction. Out of the abundance of the, the mouth... If you came home and said, oh, no, you might as well get ready to stay up all night and start feeding your spirit the Word, getting it in, getting it in. It works, but you just got to start working now, getting the spirit in. But if, you ready for this? Now, don't, don't, don't get on me because I'm going to look excited here. Ready? If, if your spirit was ready for that thing, when you came home, first thing you would have said, I count it all joy. And the sitter would have said, that your baby has a fever? I count it all joy. When I fall into diverse temptations, knowing the track of my faith worketh patience, and I let patience have a perfect work, that I may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Wanting nothing. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. I don't want for healing. Hallelujah. Because He is Jehovah Rapha. What do I want? Something that He's already given me for. He's already healed me. He's already healed my baby. And devil, you've got no right nor authority. Get your symptoms and pack your bags and get to going. Amen. Go somewhere else. Amen. See, you say, I tried, that didn't work. Out of your what? See, spirit, heart, spirit, heart. Don't do it out of the intellect. Don't do it because you know the scriptures up here. Get it down here inside your spirit, your human spirit. Now, in that scripture, that's what it says. If you doubt not in your heart. How do I keep my heart from doubting? By feeding my heart faith. How do I feed my heart faith? You just had a 50-minute meal. You just did. How's that going to be something to say, well, I don't know if we're going to be able to build that church. Well, maybe some, somehow God will bless us. I don't really know. Put the stones down. Come on. <laughs> No. Feed your spirit until your spirit is full. And then when it gets full, be being filled. Don't let the joy leak out. Don't let the Holy Ghost trinkle out. Don't let it come out of you. You let it stay in you. You get it till your cup runneth over. And when your cup, he prepared a table. He gave you before you in the presence of your enemies. No weapon formed against you can prosper. And in the presence of my enemies, I'm eating from the table of the Lord. Paul says, I've not given you meat, but I'm on the meat. I've got the steak. The word Jesus told us is bread. I've got the bread. My cup is running over, amen, with the oil for my salad. Hallelujah. I've been anointed with that oil. And my cup is running over. And I've got the milk of the word also. I got myself a full course dinner. Amen? Amen? See? Feed on the Word. 
Feed on the Word. Speak the Word to your heart. Speak. He's not telling us to learn more, to study more. He's saying, take what you've learned. Take what you have. Feed it to your heart. Feed it to your spirit. Get full to overflowing. Let your cup run over. That's where it works. Get filled up. Then continually speak to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. It affects the spirit, the human spirit. People used to get on my case because I speak in tongues all the time. Yeah. They say, oh, you're doing that in the flesh. Because I'd walk around always in, uh, you know, under my breath and talking talk in tongues. Sometimes you, get, you forget and you get carried away a little bit. And then, then other people hear you and they see you and they say, well, this guy's some kind of, what? He's not in church. What's he doing? Well, they say you're doing that in the flesh. Well, you know what I said? He poured out his spirit upon all flesh. Ooh, and I just got my flesh to work and glory be to God. My tongue will praise him. See, and that affects your what? Your spirit. They don't know that. They don't know the secret to faith. A secret is speaking it into your heart. Speaking it into your heart. Speak. Your body gets tired. Tell your body shut up. You don't listen to the voice of feeling. Your mind starts to reason. Forget the reasoning faculties. It's not talk, contacting God. Let the spirit work out of your spirit. And you know the Bible says that when you pray in tongues, your spirit prayeth. It's not your flesh. That language didn't come from my intellect. No one taught me that language but the Holy Ghost out of my spirit. Right? So I'm developing my spirit when I pray in tongues. See? Let's all stand before the Lord because if I get into this, I'll tell you what. Thank you for listening to our legacy teachings. We pray today's message has a profound impact upon your life and your ministry. I want you to know that God loves you, has a great plan for your life. But if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord and Savior of your life, I'd like to invite you to do that right now. Just pray this simple prayer right after me. Just say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus died for my sins and was raised from the dead for me. I open the door of my heart. I call upon the name of the Lord. Lord Jesus, come into my heart now. I receive you and accept you as my personal Savior and Lord. If you prayed that prayer with me, you're a child of God right now, and I encourage you to get into a good Bible-based church where you can learn to grow in your Christian faith and experience. God bless.